Hello, and welcome to the Major Gifts Fundraiser podcast. I'm Monica Van Deventer. Let me tell you a little bit about the tribe we're building here at Major Gifts Fundraiser. We're working with people like you who want to be among the very best in this field. You want to accomplish great things. You want to challenge yourself. You want to grow, and you are up for going on a journey because you know a journey is what it takes to become the very best version of yourself. You're listening to this podcast because you know that in order to be a great fundraiser, you have to spend time thinking about how you'll be a great fundraiser. You can learn more about our new online training programs at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. And without further ado, here's Clark. Buenos dias, mis amigos. Clark Van Deventer here. Yes, it's me. Clark Van Deventer here from Major Gifts Fundraiser. Hope that you are having a fabulous and epic and lots of other superlatives kind of day. All right, today we are talking about books. Yes, if you love books, you will love this episode. All right, so here's how this episode of the podcast came about. All right, I was speaking at a conference in Florida last week. Conference was in Orlando. And after the conference was over, I drove down to Naples to see my old boss, Ron Robinson, who I had not seen in 15 years. Now, I hadn't seen Ron in 15 years, and I am sad to say that, uh, reflecting on this, I really missed out. Like, he's such a he's such a brilliant leader, great mind, and I missed out on the opportunity to have his ongoing mentorship in my life these past 15 years. But, but, uh, Ron's influence in my life was still present these past 15 years, because there was a residual effect from the investment he made in my life. And for me, this would have been between the ages of 19 to 28. And all those talks and all those books he gave me and all those audio programs he gave me and the example of his life, it's, it's all still there. And I have measured every CEO I have worked with against his example. Like when I am consulting with an organizational president and I tell that person what they need to do, like here's what you need to do. And they look at me and they're like, really? Like, do I have to do that? <sighs> like when someone says that to me, I, I, I just say like, really? Like, I, I don't know. I, I like I don't know. I don't know if you have to do that. I'm just telling you that's what Ron did. All right. And he took a piddly little little organization that was raising like a hundred thousand dollars a year, and they're now raising more than 30 million a year, and they have 90 million in assets. So you tell me, what are we doing here? All right. Anyway, I was with Ron this past week in Naples and I asked him about books. All right. I was like, hey, Ron, I know the classics. All right. We read those all together 20 years ago. Um, These are great books that Ron passed on to me 20 years ago that had a huge impact on my life. And I'm still recommending them to people. But because I hadn't talked with Ron in 15 years, I asked him, what books have you read in the past 10 or 15 years? 
books that were published in that timeline. What books have you read over the past 10 or 15 years that have had a big impact on you? Books that challenged you, books that you thought hit a mark, uh, books that you would recommend. All right. On this podcast today, I do not have those books for you <laughs> because he said he'd have to think about it. Uh, we got sidetracked. We got talking about something else and we never came back to it. But I emailed him a few days ago to prompt him to think about it again. And when I emailed him, I shared a few of my own recommendations. And so that's what we're doing in this podcast today. So let's jump. Let's jump into those. All right. And we'll come back to to the classics in another episode of the podcast soon. Let's just say soon. Am I promising the next episode? No, I'm not, but I'll say soon. And if I don't, email me and tell me that I promised you that at some point I would come back to the classics and I haven't yet. All right, so we will come back to the classics. Uh, and I, I love, okay, so talking about books, I love sales books. I do. And I love Brian Tracy and I recommend Brian Tracy to fundraisers all the time. But, but I would say that fundraisers need to back up, that we should spend less time reading sales books and more time reading marketing books. And Seth Godin, all right, here we are. I'm finally getting into my, my recommendations from the past 10 or 15 years of reading. Seth Godin has been one of my favorites. Um, this is marketing and tribes. Those are two of my favorites. Uh, tribes is great for thinking about how do we create a tribe that donors want to be a part of? So, right, your organization has a president's club, a dean's circle, a monthly giving club, a legacy society for people who have included you in their estate plans, right? Like, how do you make your nonprofit a tribe or your giving club a tribe that people want to be a part of. Uh, a few key points from Seth Godin in Tribes. Um, he says, a tribe is a group of people connected to, okay, a tribe is a group of people connected to one another, connected to a leader, and connected to an idea. Uh, he says, a group needs only two things to be a tribe, a shared interest and a way to communicate. And tribes need leadership. Sometimes one person leads, sometimes more. People want connection and growth and something new. They want change. All right, so tribes. Turn your nonprofit into a tribe. Um, now, by the way, when I think of Seth Godin, this has always been the case. When I think of Seth Godin, I've always felt felt a little like guilty or a little bit like a poser because I am always recommending Seth Godin and I had never read his best-selling book Purple Cow which you probably have seen at like every airport you've ever every airport bookstore you've ever like walked through and so I finally fixed that this past week I had that 12-hour drive home to Tuscaloosa from Naples so I finally listened to Purple Cow on that drive. Also excellent. Um, another great book by Seth Godin, All Marketers Are Storytellers, originally published under the much more provocative title, All Marketers Are Liars. I talk about um, All Marketers Are Storytellers a lot in my trainings. Um, in general, I just love Seth Godin. If you don't know him, 
and are interested in learning more about him, if you're a podcast listener, if you're like, of course you're a podcast listener, you're listening to this podcast. Um, Seth has been a guest on lots of different podcasts. I recently listened to him on the Tim Ferriss show. So uh, lots of fundraisers read sales books. Uh, I recommend sales books to fundraisers, but take a step back and read some marketing books. And honestly, Seth Godin will be a great place to start. He's not classic, all right? And there's there's something to be said for the classics, but there's also something to be said for someone who's writing in the present, who's writing at this moment in history in the world that we live in today, right? He's writing to us. So Seth Godin. All right. But, okay, so take a step back from sales. Talk. Let's talk marketing, but let's take a step back from marketing. Let's talk culture. And if you are in a position to shape the culture of your organization, if you're the development director, an executive director, a CEO, a board chairman, culture. All right, there's the line from Peter Drucker. Uh, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Like, who cares what your strategy is? Like, culture eats it for breakfast. And... We need to spend time creating fabulous cultures. And this is what Ron was so great at, at his organization. It was culture. So I would say, take a step back from marketing or from culture. So you can, you can be a great fundraiser, but if you work in a lousy culture, there's only so far you can go. So if you've ever heard me speak, or if you have enrolled in any of our virtual training programs like the Noble Call of Fundraising or like Peak Performance Fundraising, you have heard me talk about Starbucks, all right? And it's hard for us sitting here today to remember just how much Starbucks changed our culture, but the year that Starbucks went public, more Americans owned planes than espresso machines, all right, so you tell me how much Starbucks changed our culture. Um, I love the book. All right, some of you know what I'm going to say. I love the book, The Starbucks Experience by Joseph McKelly. This is a great culture building book. Uh, he talks about the five ways of being. Make it your own. Okay, make it your own. Own it. Everything matters. Details matter. Uh, surprise and delight. Yes, details matter. And then once we, we cover all the basics and we take care of all the details, then we're in a position to surprise and delight. Uh, embrace resistance. Leave your mark. Um, McKelly has another book on. So if you like this kind of thing, McKelly has another book on the Ritz Carlton called The New Gold Standard. Also good. I, I guess maybe I just have more experience with Starbucks than I do Ritz Carlton. Um, but New Gold Standard, also good. Uh, I also recommend the book, The Nordstrom, the Nordstrom Way by Robert Spector and um, I think it's Brianna Reeves. Nordstrom, another great company to look at. I love that book, The Nordstrom Way. Uh, another one is the Disney, Insti uh, the Disney Institute published a book called Be Our Guest. And the Disney Institute is like, it's a organization separate from the Disney company or the Walt Disney company, the Disney Institute, actually, they go in to other, like you could hire the Disney Institute to come to your company and build your culture or work on your culture. Um, and they published a book called Be Our Guest. And it was very good. Um, when I think of Disney, 
when I think of Disney, the, the line that comes to mind, if I can just like kind of sum up this whole book, it's many little wows make big wow. All right. It's the painstaking detail, lots of tiny details that add up. And when many little wows are delivered consistently and you have to deliver them consistently, that's when you create a culture of excellence. So we need to kill good enough thinking, right? Is it good enough? So that's not what we should be after. We want to be after excellence. So like, is the landscaping good enough? Is the proposal good enough? Are the graphics good enough? Did I do a good enough job preparing for this meeting? And every like everything matters, right? When I think about Ron at... Uh, the foundation, right? Young America's foundation, which owned and operated the Reagan ranch where I work. This is what, this is what we had. Everything matters. Details matter. Fonts matter. All right. John W. Nordstrom said, I love this. There's a lot to the way someone unpackages and presents a shoe, right? Like if you're at Nordstrom and you, you ask to, get shoes in size 13, which is what I would be asking for if you want to send me some running shoes, um, right? If you ask uh, the sales clerk at Nordstrom to get you a size 13 and he goes and gets them and hands you the box, that's one thing. If It's another thing if he like gets down on one knee like he's proposing to you and presents a shoe to you, right? There's a lot to the way someone unpackages and presents a shoe. Um, Brene Brown, Oh, it's all coming together now. Uh, Brene Brown was, I also just listened to Brene Brown on the Tim Ferriss show, Tim Ferriss's podcast. And she was talking about excellence and how they strive for beauty in everything they produce. And she said, like, if a font is wrong, she's like, if a font's wrong, I notice. Culture of excellence, details matter, everything matters. Uh, culture right? So taking a step back from sales, fundraisers should focus on marketing, organizations should focus on culture. And speaking of Brene Brown, like this is emotional intelligence. Like, could there be a more important thing for fundraisers to develop than emotional intelligence? So learn emotional intelligence, study it, dig into it. Um, Brene Brown is great for this. Uh, I've read lots of Brene Brown books. Again, you can be you can get an introduction to Brene Brown. She has one of the most viewed TED Talks of all time. I think when I listened to Tim Ferriss do his introduction to um, Brene Brown, it says something like her TED Talk has more than 30 million views. Uh, she's You can also find her on lots of podcasts um, and, yeah, New York Times bestselling author. Um, emotional intelligence. Develop this. Also, grow your gratitude muscles. That's something we talk a lot about in peak performance. And there, I think there are ways that you can do this. Like there's actually exercises you can do to grow your gratitude muscles, grow your empathy muscles. Other, If we're not developing emotional intelligence, fundraisers run the risk of, okay, guys, I train you, right? You have listened to episodes of this podcast or you've gone through peak performance fundraising and you've heard me talk about the importance of asking good strategic questions. But without some level of emotional intelligence, when we ask these strategic questions, 
we we leave the donor feeling like the fundraiser is just asking questions so they can figure out the right numbers to punch into the ATM machine so the ATM machine will spit out cash. And please, like, oh, like have a soul, right? You don't want that to be you. Uh, the road back to you. Ian Morgan Cron and Suzanne Stabile. I'm not sure I'm saying these names right, but this is the Enneagram stuff. Um, maybe you're into the Enneagram, maybe you're not. This is the Enneagram book that I read, The Road Back to You. Um, I think this is great stuff for self, like self-discovery, emotional intelligence. The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman, also good in this area. Uh, two more books that I recommend a lot that are, okay, we're moving back to sales. Cause I, I, I can't like not talk about sales at all. To Sell is Human by Daniel Pink is a favorite. Objections by Jeb Blount. Um, salesgravy.com is his website. Um, Jeb Blount. I especially like objections because I think Jeb Blount puts objections in their proper place. So we tend to think about the way um, objections are always presented at conferences is, especially in fundraising conferences, it would be like this, right? So you're going to, you have just, you have discovery, cultivation, solicitation, right? And then after solicitation, we deal with objections and we close, but that's not really how it works. Okay. Um, if we are asking good strategic questions, or let me say, that's not how it should work. If we are asking good strategic questions and listening, we ought to be getting micro commitments along the way. And we ought to be dealing with objections all throughout the quote unquote sales process. All right. So he, Jeb Blount and objections to me, I feel like puts objections in their proper place. Objections ought to be part of cultivation. Um, all right. The Trusted Advisor is another book that's a favorite. The author there, I'm not sure I'm saying it right, David Master, David Maester. Um, and this is what we aspire to as fundraisers. So I have my six levels of fundraisers. And level six is what we call a peak performance fundraiser or a trusted advisor. All right. They are, they're inclined to focus on the donor rather than themselves. And, and they believe that there's a distinction between business life and private life, but that both lives are very deeply personal. All right. And just because I love books, two more I've got to recommend that aren't fundraising, but uh, How to Think Like a Roman Emperor by Donald Robertson. It's been very important to me in recent years. Uh, How to Think Like a Roman Emperor. This is on the Stoic philosophy of Marcus Aurelius. Uh, and The Alchemist. I never know if I say his name right. Paulo, he's a Brazilian author. Paulo Colejo, The Alchemist. One of my all-time favorite books. That and Lonesome Dove. Uh, are, and the funny thing is, is that The Alchemist is really thin and Lonesome Dove is really fat. But I love both those books. Alchemist is a book about journey. It's a book about the process of becoming the person we were born to be. Um, and that's why I love it. Um, all right, that's it for today.
Of course, we are only scratching the surface. And these are just highlights of books published and books that have been published in the past 15 years and books I have read in the past 15 years. We're avoiding the classics for now. We'll come back to those another day. Brian Tracy, Peter Drucker uh, are names that came up today that we'll have to come back to another day. Earl Nightingale, a name I didn't mention today that you may have heard me mention on this podcast before. All right, that's all I've got for you today. Hey, uh, when we do conferences, all right, when I speak at a conference or when we uh, have like like booth space at in exhibit halls, one thing we do is we give away headbands that say level up. And this is part of our brand. So me, I love running. I love cycling. And to do the kind of running and the kind of cycling that I want to do, it takes hard work. I've, I've got to put in the work to, to level up and to, to maintain peak performance. So for you to be the kind of fundraiser you want to be, you've got to put in the work. If you want to level up as a fundraiser, you got to sweat a little. You're going you're gonna to have to spend some time reading one of these books on your next flight instead of watching a movie. You're going to have to spend time in development, right? And, and I would say that you should be enrolled in one of our virtual training programs. You should enroll in peak performance fundraising, right? Step-by-step -step guide that covers all the aspects of relationship-based major gifts fundraising. And it's not passive. It is not theoretical. It is a program to get you doing. This is not a distraction from the work of fundraising. It is fundraising. Um, you can go to majorgiftsfundraiser.com to learn more. You can also email me, clark at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. So you can enroll and go through the course on your own. You can also work with me and go through it with me or have your whole team go through it with me. This is us getting on Zoom calls every week and me holding you accountable. I can't take the steps for you, of course, but I can take them with you. All right, so go to majorgiftsfundraiser.com to learn more. You can enroll today and you can get started today. And there's no time like the present, right? Or, of course, you can email me. All right, that's it. That's all I've got for you today. Thanks so much for listening. Have an epic day. All right, Monica here again. If you like what you heard on this podcast, you'll love our online training programs. You can complete our online training programs at your own pace and you can watch or listen to them from any device. And unlike that last conference you attended, the challenge questions and action steps that come with each of our modules will give you concrete things you can do today to level up as a fundraiser. You'll raise more money than ever before by developing deeper donor relationships than you ever thought possible. So head over to majorgiftsfundraiser.com to buy now. Thanks for listening.